0: Hi hey everyone, I'm Helen. I'm the co-chair of the Mental Health Staff Network and today I'm joined by members of the Mental Health Staff Network, Poppy, Alex and Ryan to be discussing some topics around mental health or Mental Health Awareness Week. So the first question we've got is what is mental health and why is it important?
1: So for me I think mental health um, affects Everything. So how we think, feel, how we act. Um I think it impacts how we handle stress, how we relate to others, um, the choices we make. Um, and for me, it's about being really present and being able to make healthy choices. So how we might cope with the stress of of life, how we're physically healthy, so making physical, you know, good choices around our physical health how we interact in our relationships um how we work even so being you know how we work productively um and also uh, kind of our purpose as well yeah i'd say for me
2: mental health is is really about how much am i enjoying myself what i'm doing day in day out how fulfilled and sort of contented do i feel um and, and as, as Poppy mentioned, you know, how that is impacting on my relationships with people at work, loved ones, all those sorts of things. Um, because you often find that when it starts to dip in in one area that then has a knock on effect. So um, it does sort of impact every every aspect of, of your life, but you might not immediately realize that the, the root stem cause of, of how you're feeling is, is your mental health.
3: Yeah, so mental health to me is all of those things, isn't it? It's something that impacts on everything around you. Sometimes you don't think about it. Sometimes it's not something that's always visible to you. Mental health is something that kind of, it takes a lot of self-reflection to think about your mental health. And I think some people find that difficult. I know that I find that difficult. Um, But yeah, it's just about, you know, well-being and how how you kind of perceive the world around you and how you react to things around you whether it's stress or something being even you know positive things sometimes if your mental health will react to that.
0: So how can you tell if you or someone you know is experiencing mental health difficulties?
1: So I think there's there's lots of ways that we can identify in ourselves or others when people you know start to experience mental health difficulties um i think quite common is like withdrawing so withdrawal and kind of changes in behavior and not enjoying things that you know you or someone else would usually not participate in things that you might usually um sometimes physical symptoms too so things like nail biting and things like that um but i think ryan and alex touched on a really good point um previously about not necessarily knowing what your triggers are sometimes and i think sometimes it takes your kind of close um you know your loved ones to point out what actually might be your um your triggers
2: Yeah, certainly for me i think it's when you notice people are doing something differently to the way you would normally expect them to, um, whether that's sort of their demeanor and their body language, um, or, um, you know, they're reacting perhaps differently to the way they normally would. Um, For for myself as someone with anxiety, um, it took a, a friend saying to me, you reacted really badly to that. You wouldn't normally be like that. Are you okay? For me to sort of stop and think, oh, hold on a minute no, i'm I'm not actually. I'm not okay. Um, so it's because she noticed you know she knew me well enough to know that's what's normally how how Alex would react to something like that. um and but was brave enough to sort of call me out on it. And I think that can be some of the difficult things sometimes is once you notice, what do you then do with that? But we're coming on to that in a bit,
3: yeah, I think uh, things like physical symptoms are quite important, particularly I notice them more in myself like sleep. Sleep's so important, and when, you know, not sleeping and feeling stressed and stuff like that, that has an impact on your mental health. But then it's sometimes also caused, so it's sometimes the symptom and the, you know, the effect, um, which is important, and also stuff around, like, appetite. So I, for example, I, if I don't feel too well, I'll not eat, essentially. So there's things like that where it's, it's like we were talking about our triggers and things that we don't think about but the physical things I see a lot more as kind of signs as mental health rather than you know kind of quantifiable things that you feel it's the the things that actually do happen
2: I have to say, for for myself, my anxiety does sometimes come out in in physical form, in that my my tummy can suddenly not be my friend anymore. It doesn't matter what I eat, when I eat, how I eat, um, my my tummy is not happy, and I think there are. Lots of physical things that can happen, and you know your body can be reacting um, to your mental well-being. Um, but it's coming out in in lots of other ways, whether that's tummy problems, headaches, um, feeling nauseous, faint, all those sorts of things. Um, and again, it comes back to not necessarily always realizing what's triggering those symptoms and and putting those pieces together.
0: What are some coping strategies that help you when you're experiencing mental health difficulties? So
1: for me, it's a a combination of things, really. Um, I'm someone that likes to journal. I find that that really helpful. Um, Getting things down in writing because I can quite I can overthink um, and get quite caught up in my own head. So I feel like journaling is quite a good way of um, kind of unpicking that um I think it's quite helpful as well like we've kind of talked about knowing your triggers and things like that and I think an increasing self-awareness so you know that when your mental health starts to dip journaling is really key um a key part of that for me when I kind of feel about out of touch with myself um also movement I think walking um time with my my dogs as well um meditation um and also i know that sometimes when we're struggling with our mental health it's really difficult to make like healthy choices but i know that if i you know i'm drinking enough water and i'm watching what i eat and i'm eating the right things then that definitely helps
2: i always go back to my uh, cbt that i i did online a few years ago so cognitive behavioral therapy um and that really taught me to just take a breath take a moment Put sit with my feet like flat on the floor and just be where I am don't be in my head be physically in that chair in that room in my flat and just bring everything back down to a more manageable level um and and also just to you know if you're, if you're feeling like the world's closing in and everything's very negative just find one positive just one can be the littlest of things, um, whether it's got you, you know, you're going to see a, a loved one later or your dog does something silly or you've got something really nice to eat for your dinner, whatever it might be, but you just find that one little thing. And once you've found that one, you can usually then find a second and you can then usually find a third. And it just sort of, for me, it rains in the catastrophizing that I like to do. Um, you know, everything's awful, everything's going wrong just stops me from, from completely spiralling.
3: Yeah, I think uh, for me, my friends are a great resource as well. Just spending time with them. Um, sometimes you don't even need to, talk sometimes we'll just play Scrabble for like hours on end, you know, something, there's something about kind of distraction and bringing yourself out of your own head. Because sometimes I think what we tend to do if we're feeling anxious or bad or anything, you focus on that one thought and it kind of consumes you. So trying to find something to, you know, kind of move that away and something else to focus on, whether it is, I don't know, like reading a book, which I do quite often, or, you know, just going and seeing a friend playing board games or something like that. I think it's really valuable to try and get yourself out of kind of the loop of always thinking the, the single thing that's kind of bothering you and really focusing on that. So that's something I try and do.
0: I think that's a really good point. I just remember when I was at university, like sometimes if I wasn't feeling safe in myself, I'd literally go and sit with one of my flatmates just because I knew that having that other person there kind of provided that grounding. So I think there is really something to be said around being around other people when you're not feeling well in yourself or when you feel like you might be a harm to yourself.
1: So, yeah, I completely agree with everything that um, Alex and Ryan have said there. I think just going back to Alex's point about um, that CBT, I think that's really helpful. When you start to identify um, triggers, you know, what I mean by trigger is um, something that can bring on or worsen symptoms. So uh, this is obviously completely individual for everybody. Um but something that can kind of start to bring on or, or you know, m- make worse that feeling of, of anxiety. Um, I think CBT is obviously not going to be for everyone, but I think it's a really useful tool in trying to kind of intercept those negative thoughts when you start to to spiral. And I think that's key, isn't it? That self-awareness um, to make sure that when you know that, you, you know, your mental health is starting to dip or you're starting to experience anxiety, that you can then come in and, um trying to intercept those thoughts before you spiral um so for me it could be something as simple as if I know in the morning that I've woken up and or oh, it feels like it's not going to be a great day and I don't I know I'm not in the right mental space um putting on somebody upbeat music while I'm in the shower or making sure that I'm thinking positive things like Alex said um around like gratitude and and trying trying to steer my thoughts towards a more positive um, frame of mind, I guess.
0: So for everyone who's listening to the podcast, how can we best support a friend, a family member or a colleague who is experiencing mental health difficulties?
3: So, yeah, I think sometimes it takes people to reach out and say that they need help. But as we were saying earlier in the podcast, I think sometimes if you can pick those things up, one of the best ways you can kind of support someone is just by being there for them sometimes people don't need something i do when my friends are struggling is i'll ask them do you want me to solve the problem would you want me to listen so often we can offer solutions and say oh how can i help you should do this you should do this and sometimes they just want someone to hear them and be there for them and kind of take up that space um so that's something i think is important And something that I try to do is, you know, try not to be overbearing because sometimes we can want to be as supportive as possible, but sometimes it's not what people need. Sometimes they just need space and, you know, time and someone to listen. So that's one thing I think is really important, just listening. Something I do in my day-to-day job, something is probably the best thing that I do, it's just listening.
2: I completely agree with that that I think one of the worst things you can do is is try to fix someone who is having um you know a bad time with their mental health you know none of us want to be fixed we're not broken um but just knowing that that person is is there to listen to provide some moral support that you're not alone. Um, I think sometimes, if you're having a mental health crisis, it can be very isolating. You can shut yourself away. You can feel very alone. So just having that physical presence sometimes you don't need to be talking, don't necessarily need to be doing anything, but just knowing that that person is there for you um, can just help you, um, you know, get over over the worst bit. I
1: completely you know completely agree with everything that um Ryan Alex have have just said um outside of work I'm studying to become a counsellor and I found that really difficult in terms of not trying to jump in and solve problems because I think we really undervalue the art and the um the kind of real skill it is and how helpful it is just to hold that space and listen to people and not try and diagnose or jump in and fix problems, but just to kind of validate their feelings and and be open to talking about mental health. You know, if they if they do have a diagnosis or something specific that they want to talk about, being open, not being afraid to ask questions as well. Um because although I think as, you know, as a um a nation. I think we are a lot more open and, you know, talk about anti-health than we were perhaps, Um but we still have a lot of work to do around stigma. So I think not being afraid to ask questions if if someone does have a diagnosis and they want to share, you know, they want to talk to you about it. Don't be afraid to to ask questions and ask how best to support people.
2: Yeah, none of us want to be judged and certainly not judged for our, our mental health in that one particular moment in time. Um, so I think, you know, supporting other people, um, you know, if you can share maybe some of your own experiences, you know, so that they, the other person, you know, knows that that you've been there too, maybe a very different mental health problem or, um, you know, different issues. But the fact that you, you do genuinely understand you do have that that empathy with with what they're going through and that you're not judging them you don't think any less of them you don't like them any less or respect them any less um you know if if anything it, it you like and respect them more because you know they have been able to to reach out to you and and trust you and i think that relationship of of trust is is crucial and we need to build more of those Relationships. We need to be able to trust each other more and talk about these things more, so um, that people do go to their GPs or they go to um, online resources or they seek CBT. Um, you know, but they get that help and they they realise that it's not uncommon for people to experience periods of of poor mental health and it can happen to anyone can happen to people multiple times um, and it's not that they're doing something wrong or there is something wrong with them um, but it is something that that they need to tackle as positively as they can and there are resources out there that can help people to to get on a better path with it
0: So if you or someone you know is experiencing mental health difficulties, where can you go to access support?
2: I went to my GP first and foremost. Um, They were very helpful and signposted me to um, Buck's Mind, um, for online resources um, and counselling, if I wanted it, um, so that was my first steps really. Um, and I used their online resources first, um, just to sort of get a feel for what it was all about, what it was, what it was all like. Um, but I then, I then did go to have CBT with a, a trained counsellor, um, and found that really useful. Though um, there are really long waiting lists. I'm aware nowadays um for me this was a few years ago um and I did actually go go privately because I felt it was that important um for me that I I couldn't wait um I think it was about an eight month waiting list then I suspect it's even worse now so um I would just encourage people to identify lots of different resources that are out there and and try them find what what works for you um get on waiting lists if you then decide cbt isn't for you you don't have to carry on with it um but it might be worth giving it a try you 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 won't know until you till you give it a give it a chance um but yeah do do as much research as you can and give yourself as many options to try different things as you can
1: I'd feel really um remiss if i didn't put my hr hat on now and, to, and just just talk about some of the resources that we've got available as an organization um so just touching on what we said about um kind of triggers and being self-aware i think in work it's really helpful if your manager can be aware of some of those triggers and things as well and they can help you to identify when you might be um when you might be struggling um so there are tools like the Wellness Action Plan. That's something that I would highly recommend that you put in place. Um, even if you haven't, you know, experienced mental health issues, um, I think it's a really handy tool um, for you to just think about what you need um, to support yourself when you might be experiencing um, poor mental health, but also to make your manager aware they know how best to support you when you need it. Um, Obviously, we've also got our new uh, EAP provider who offer up to six counselling sessions. Um, obviously there's lots of resources on the the internet And just actually on Alex's point there, I think some of the NHS waiting lists are, unfortunately, um, quite long. But I know that our um, one of the the kind of partners that we work with, the NHS um, Bucks Talking Therapies, do have capacity at the moment. And it's like a, a 48 hour turnaround um to speak to someone so I would definitely say that that um you know their details are on the internet so I would definitely have a look um and we do have a mental health first aid as well they're a really lovely group of people who have a real um kind of interest and passion in this area and helping people so um I would yeah they're, they're great in terms of being able to signpost you as well um, so they're just kind of some things that I thought I'd, thought
3: I'd mention. Yeah, the wellness action plan is something that I've gone through with my manager and I think kind of exploring the resources inside your workplace is quite important. Um, I think I'm lucky that I'm in a profession where my manager is an improved mental health professional. So being able to kind of get signposted to those uh, resources are quite valuable. But yeah, what used to be Healthy Minds and Bucks Talking Therapy is something that I've signposted a few people to and I've used before in the past. Um, and I think they can kind of give you the right kind of idea of how to manage your mental health and how to what best like kind of way to move forward. Like they do put plans in place and action plans. And I think that's sometimes quite valuable is to kind of have it in a quantifiable this is what's next, we might move on to this, um, which can help it feel a bit more manageable if you feel overwhelmed at times. Um, So yeah, that's Healthy Minds or Bucks Talking Therapy as it's now known is um, a really good resource.
0: Thank you Alex, Poppy and Ryan for sharing your experiences and insight. Don't forget you can find all our mental health support on BucksNet, including information about our employee assistance provider, TP Health, the Mental Health First Aiders and the Mental Health Staff Network. Thank you for listening.